Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 226 of the Ask the Coach Show. I'm Jeff Plum. It's Friday funnies, so get ready to laugh or cry at my attempts at humor. To make the show even better, we'll also have the wonderful On This Day segment. We'll discuss the African Olympic Qualification Tournament, and in the questions, we talk about the backhand top spin, exploiting the receiver's position, and changing equipment. As always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, yes, gee, I'm looking forward to Friday Funnies. Bring it yes. on. Ah, uh, indeed. Well, um, it, today, Alois, it's a bit more... I don't know if it's going to be funny or not, to be honest, but it's a bit really? more of an... Ob- <laughs> it's a bit more of an observation. Right. You've, you've been on a lot of planes, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I was on a plane not that long ago and I was coming into land and my tray table was down. And the air hostess comes up. She's like, sir, sir, you've got to put that tray table up. I'm like, doesn't sound that critical. He's going, well, the pilot can't land the plane with the tray table down. Like, why is that so important to the landing? Is it connected to the wheels or something? It's like, have you had this experience? Are they that that crazy with you? Yeah, yeah. What, what What's going on with that? I mean, you know, surely... Surely. Exactly. So, you know, my request is to all the pilots out there, I want you to be brave enough to land that sucker with all the tray tables up <laughs> or down. down. Come on, pilots, get behind me. <laughs> Take it on. Ex- ex- extreme flying. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, pilots. All right, Alois, let's move on to the best segment of the show, This Day in History. I don't know whether to call it on this day or this day in history, but yeah, either way, I'm... it's a fantastic segment and I want to know what happened on the 19th of February. Yeah, it's not that exciting today. Um, anyway. Um... <laughs> I just built it up, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, well, we've got some famous birthdays. So Hannah Mandlikova, famous tennis, tennis player. Yeah. From, yeah, born in 1962. Lee Marvin, 1924. And... Um... Who's Lee Marvin? I think he was an actor. <laughs> You're not even that sure. And you give it as Lee Marvin. <laughs> the famous Lee Marvin. And um, and Nikolaos Copernicus. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is Nicholas Copernicus? For, uh, Jeffrey, you disappoint me. He was born in 1473. Um he, as well as being an astronomer, was also a mathematician and physician. See, see, the true um, science of alloys comes out. He really loves maths. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He, he he developed the theory that the planets revolve around the sun, the theory and the the, the observation. So he was the first one. Well done, Copernicus. 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 Oh, Copernicus. Well Copernic- done, Copernicus. Copernicus. Awesome. There's some famous birthdays. All right, there you go. And and sorry, Jeff. And also, there's more. Excellent. Well, well, yeah. So more more of a personal one. Um, um, our our mutual friend Aaron Winborn from New Zealand. Excellent. 19, 1972. Good New Zealand table tennis player. Happy birthday, Aaron. All right. Well, 
let's move that was on exciting to... that was exciting it was exciting it is a good segment people love it <laughs> <laughs> um yesterday we asked um whether people liked maths or english or we just asked maths or english what did people say yes that's a good question I just lost the uh, the page. Oh, um, no. No, no. No, it's here. It's here. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Thad, he is a, a, a very... Usually, is the first one on to uh, to answer our um, a Ping Skillers question of the day on Facebook. So, Thad said, the only thing I learned at school was how to play truant. Oh, Thad. Come on. <laughs> Thad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, um, Devon said and this is like you know you could almost qualify for friday funnies um devon said i love the english never met a maths uh, <laughs> yeah we'll yeah. see you know our standard for friday funnies is pretty low so <laughs> I, I reckon that one's in <laughs> yeah exactly duncan duncan you know getting a little bit you know um philosophical well, not philosophical but yeah thoughtful about it basic maths is important Beyond that, maths is fairly specialist. Specific career paths, albeit many options, being good at English, on the other hand, stands you in good stead everywhere professionally as it's much easier to garner respect with peers, acquaintances, if you write or speak well. Wow, so he's go. taking that show to a, to a serious level. He's taking Friday Funnies and put a real serious slant on it. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think he's right... In a lot of respects, like it's important to be able to talk well and write well, um, so that is important. But I think he underplayed maths just a little bit because the the thought process and you know being good at maths often helps you with your with logic, which is good for a lot of applications. So I I think he underplayed the maths side a bit, but definitely a good point with English. Yeah, and interesting we. Um, often observe that uh, people that are good at maths or sorry, may probably the other way, you know, table tennis players are, tend to uh, have a slanting towards um, having a mathematical type of um, brain. So yeah, interesting. But um, and we've got absolutely no facts to back that up, but no, we're zero. putting it out there anyway. Absolutely zero. Like no science, no, no real logic, just, you know, that's, that's it. We're out there. Um, Observation. But, but Marson did make a very good point. He said, um, for the Ping Skillers question of the day, English is not the native language of everyone. But anyway, <laughs> maths. Good point. We should have said language. Language or maths. Yes, we're so lazy here because we speak English. Anyway, good um, responses. Thanks, everyone. That moves us on to today's Ping Skillers question of the day. But it is who is the best parrot table tennis player? Jump on now, our Facebook page or our blog and let us know. I'm really interested in this and just see what the um, knowledge is out there about uh, parrot table tennis players. Hit me with yes. it. Um, exactly. And Alloys, I just went. Um, I just let me have a look at this. I need to just look something up for a second. I on Twitter I just um, started following Leon the magician and he's got a great uh, video where he is doing some magic trick with David Weatherall. Ah, oh, there you go. So does yeah. anyone know David Weatherall? There you go. Exactly. And if they don't, they should go to our Facebook page and watch the video 
because it's got David Weatherall playing an incredible shot, which went viral on YouTube, so maybe you have seen it. And then it's got Leon doing a really impressive magic trick, so check it out on Facebook. And while you're there, answer the Ping Seals question of the day. Who is the best para table tennis player? All right. It is time for the questions. This is where hopefully we're going to help you improve your table tennis. First up, Stuart. Finally. Finally, we're going to help them improve. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Stuart asks, my backhand topspin is probably my best shot. However, when I'm away from the table, maybe one step behind my receive setup, and I really try to rip through one, sometimes I get a lot of unwanted side spin. This normally means it goes long. Have you got any tips for Stuart? Yeah, so Stuart, obviously when you're when you're close to the table, you're um, you're taking probably taking the ball from a little bit more in front of you and coming straight at the ball to contact the ball nice and straight with pure top spin. Perhaps when you're going back a little bit further away from the table, you're turning yourself and you're coming around the ball a little bit on the contact. So by coming around the ball is where you're going to generate that side spin. And that basically does mean that, yes, you're getting less uh, pure topspin, which means the ball is going to dip less. And that's where you get your um, consistency from and also the ability to really hit that ball harder because by generating pure topspin and the ball dipping quickly, you can hit the ball as fast as you want, basically. By having side spin, the ball is going to tend to float off the end of the table a bit more. So try to... Um, hit that ball a little bit more uh, straight behind the ball for the contact rather than around the ball. And it might be, you know, less turn um, to the side or not swinging from so far outside the body. Try to swing still uh, more from in front of your body and come straight forward so your contact's there um, for that big backhand topspin. Yeah, good advice, good advice. Now, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because some people like to add a bit of topspin. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but as you mentioned, certainly riskier because you might be getting less topspin. Yeah, add a bit add a bit of side spin, yes. So um, if you do add a bit of side spin and you're controlling that, it can be a trickier shot for your opponent, but you need to be able to control it. And when you're trying to play that ball really hard and fast, then you do need that pure topspin on the ball. So um, that topspin is the thing, as, as I said earlier, that's going to dip that ball onto the table. When you're playing it really strongly, you need a lot of top to um, to dip it quickly. Yeah, so as always, it's best to start simple, get the basic right, the basics right before you, you try and add some you know, fancy stuff. All right, let's move on to a question from Damon. And Damon says, I serve my I serve from my backhand side, but my opponent likes to stand in the middle. And they even stand slightly on the forehand side. So I feel like this, that I should be able to exploit that gap they leave on their backhand side, but they seem to cover it really well. Have you got any suggestions for Damon? Yeah. Now this is yeah, this is this is a common one too. So by um if I stand over here a little bit. Okay, it does look like, well, okay, there's a gap over here. But by standing over here, it usually indicates that I want to play a backhand. So my backhand is going to be stronger. 
And out there, I can still move across and cover that ball uh, pretty easily with my back end. The smart thing to do is actually to serve the ball into their forehand side and especially into their crossover point here in their forehand. Because if they're ready for the back end, they're here, here, and here, they're often going to be quite square to the table, to the table. And by being square to the table, this ball becomes difficult. This middle ball into the forehand or even um, just serving into the you know, wider forehand area can be can be much more beneficial than serving into their backhand. So, yeah, the 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 gap doesn't always tell you the story. It's also about what you're seeing from the opponent and how they're preparing or what what they're looking for. You know, one one um, simple sign is. Um, where they've got their bat. So if they've turned their bat a little bit this way, then it means that they're probably looking for a backhand. If they've turned their bat a little bit that way, it means they're looking for their forehand. So take a look at um, your opponent next time and just see if, you know, there might be a gap there, but he's probably got his bat something like that, meaning that he's ready for for that backhand uh, return. So spear it into the middle, into his forehand, see how that goes. I think we'll have a bit more success. Yeah, good advice, Alice. And I think by doing that, um, maybe it'll stop him covering the backhand as well. So you might be able to serve a few balls there and then exploit him with a long, fast one to the backhand perhaps. But really good tip about watching their their bat angle to see which side they're, they're really expecting the ball on. I really like that. Hopefully that helps you out, Damon. Good luck. All right, Alois, uh, Yijan has jumped on and asked a few questions using the Google Q&A app, and anyone can jump on and ask questions live on the show. So thanks for doing that. We'll get to them in a second. First of all, though, I've got a question from Haddam, who says, I recently changed my rubber to a faster one so that I could play a more offensive game. However, now I have a problem blocking my, phone, my, blocking my opponent's fast topspin. I just can't find the right angle on my racket and the right distance from the table. Have you got any advice for Haddam? Yeah, Haddam, I, I understand you're thinking of you know going for a little bit faster rubber because you want to be more offensive. But if you can't control that uh, rubber for things like blocking and you probably find return of serve and pushing might become difficult as well, it's, it's probably not, you're probably not ready for that faster rubber it might be okay to just go back to that um the slower rubber or something a little bit slower than what you've got now um and just learn to control the ball uh, more um and you'll probably still be able to uh, play that more offensive game yeah yeah it's always a trade-off isn't it you know like if you go for that faster equipment yes you can generate more speed but then your control suffers and and if you're losing matches because you can't push the ball well or you can't um, block the ball well, um, then, yeah, you're, you're probably not um, – that's probably not the right rubber for you. You probably need to just go one step slower. And, you know, take the rubber off your racket. Um, go back to your old rubber or go, or go for something that's, you know, a little bit or between what you had before and what you've got now. Um, and you can always keep that rubber um, and put it on again when you're um, – level develops even more and your your control develops more. Um, How do you store that rubber? Um, The most important thing is keep it in a um, cool, dark 
uh, place. Don't let light get to it. Don't get, let sun get to it. Um, just put it between two bits of cardboard, stick it in a cupboard somewhere, um, and it'll last for a very, very long time. Okay. So, I've heard a lot of people wrap it in Glad Wrap or some airtight container as well. I don't know if that's important or not. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Just uh, keeping the air away from it is is good. Yeah, so um, yeah, Glad Wrap or that cling wrap is is good. Yes, excellent. And I think yeah, it's a good point you make. A lot of people try and play with really fast rubbers too early, but if you can't push well and return serve well and block well, you're missing a lot of opportunities to even use that faster rubber to attack it. And and even when you do attack, you're probably making too many mistakes. So I think you really need to make sure you've got a, a good level and a feeling, I must get, you know, I need more power. Everything else is good control before you move up to that next level of faster equipment. All right. Now, Yijan, thank you for jumping on. Yijan says, I can spin uh, very well with my forehand. But when it gets to the backhand, I can't spin and I miss. So should I then spin with my forehand? Yeah, so um, you, you should, in a, in a game situation, try to use your forehand um, a lot. But I think the more important point is in your training, really develop that backhand area. Because without one side, without that backhand, it's going to be really difficult to to develop your game. So um, really work hard on your backhand. Start with the basics. Start with just being able to, having that real confidence in controlling the backhand. Um, and then you can start to develop that backhand top spin a bit more. You know, it might take six months or it might take a year, but eventually you're going to have a better game. So it's, that, that, it's definitely the way to go. For now, yes, try to use your forehand as much as you can in a match situation, but you'd really need to work hard on on developing that side. Otherwise, um, yeah, you're always going to have a big hole there that players are just going to be able to exploit. All right. Hopefully that helps you out, Eugen, and thanks for the question. All right, Alois, I need everyone who's watching to do two things now. Go yep, to... Inst- yep, what do I need to do? Go to Instagram. Right, Follow hang on. us at PingSkills. So Instagram.com slash PingSkills. Yeah. Um, where our username's at PingSkills. Follow us. Got some great posts up there. And the other thing is go to PingSkills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Send out a weekly email with lots of great table tennis tips. Right. I've done done those two things. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> That's Instagram. all, yeah. Instagram, good picture. I like it. <laughs> That's a ripper. All right. Yeah, get get on to Instagram, guys. Nice one. Nice one, Jeffrey. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, so thanks, folks. Thank you for the show. And um, we'll be back again on Monday. So uh, thanks for watching. Get on to Instagram. You heard Jeff. Get on to Instagram. Get onto Instagram, get onto the website, subscribe to the newsletter, and we will see you again on Monday. Bye.